When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Port Adelaide coach Ken Hinckley is with us. Kenny, welcome. Morning, boys. By this stage of Saturday, how much of last night have you looked back on? Oh, not a lot. Yep. Not a lot. Um, you, know, you get a look a little bit late last night, but then you... Uh, do actually need to to take a little bit of a breather and, and spell and have a look at it, but that'll be today. We've got Magpies playing today and a bit of other stuff, but yeah, you know, reflect on the moment. It's clearly in your mind, but to visually look at it again, it takes me a little while to get there. Do you have some strong impressions that are, are reverberating around in your mind at the moment? Yeah, look, I think we're, we're playing some reasonably consistent footy. We're having some little patches where we're, you know, we let things go at a, from a level that we expect them to be at, and um, but overall to be to be where we are today at four and two with a you know a really challenging start to the season, we we sit there going, okay, we we could have been in a far worse position. We'll delve into the individuals and the overall good. Just give me your reflection. What, what's the last fifteen minutes mean to you? Oh, I mean, some work to be done on um, you know, some accuracy in front of goal. I think too, as much as any gas at the other end, we we gave up five straight, but we kicked two seven. You know, we we should have put North Melbourne away, and we should understand that North Melbourne were. Um, you know, they're playing for everything. They had a fair bit of build-up through that whole week and they're always going to fight and always going to uh, give it their absolute best right to the end. And for our blokes, you know, it's a lesson to be learned that, you know, you, you just you just got to keep your foot down and you just got to make sure you make the most of your opportunities. Did the Richmond experience a couple of weeks ago serve you well in the build-up to the game where you've got a team who's under siege coming over to your deck? Not so much, Jared, to be honest, because we don't spend too much time you know, going back on those games as much as everyone else in you know, in the, the media do reflect on all of that because, as I said last night, the game we we spend every week thinking about winning and how we're going to win and you know and, and we certainly maximise our opportunities that, and we talk about learnings out of every game whether that be inside fifty method whether that be ball control whether that be defensive method we certainly are reviewing that regularly so we always are probably always learning about every game even the West Coast game you learn about you know what you did really well so there's always learnings but the reflection of the Richmond game wasn't significant in our minds. And that may answer my next question, Kenny. Um, how much do you reflect on last year when you're 11 and four, you're second on the ladder after 16 rounds in a great position, but then you win one out of the next seven? You're in a magnificent position now to start the year at four and two. What did you learn from that last year? Oh, look, we made obviously came. We've made some significant change, and you know we're we're a totally different team. So there's a, there's a fair bit to be taken out of. Well, it's a, a new experience. Whatever happens for us for the remainder of this season is, is going to be an experience for a lot of people. And you know we're probably the only team in the competition, I think, that after six rounds of that, you know, four debutants play the whole four a whole six games. You know, it says a bit about what the side is. So you know, to reflect too much on the past can be. For us as coaches, it's good. We can reflect and look at what we did and through that back end of the season and go, okay, well, we, we felt as if we may have wore ourselves out a little bit. So one of the things that we're consistently doing from the start of this year is keeping our midfield group as fresh as we can possibly keep them. So there's always some challenges in the in, within the season and last year's ones at the end of the season were a bit difficult. Mm. So you, you felt as a side 
the the team and the midfield in particular got weary towards the back end. How, how do you keep them fresh? Oh, that's what I just said. We, you know, we we feel like the we 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 got it, we lost a few soldiers too at that same time. So it's not just in in one position, but you know we, you need to have power through the middle of the ground as best you can possibly get it. And and for us, we've done that. Um, you know, this year with a with a with a bigger number of players going through there, I think. And we've also had you know Rockcliffe back in form, both playing some unbelievable football through the midfield and. You know, we, we, we challenge that with a bit of Drew and a bit of Dersma and, you know, some different people going through there. And, you know, Evert's played more forward. So when he goes in there, he's a bit more explosive for us mm. as well. So, you know, we've made some structural change there that's helped. Ken, Kenny, Bob here. Congratulations on last night. We're, I'm interested in Connor Rosie. He's, he looks like a... a, a we all are, Bob. A, Yeah, he, he looks like a, a star already. Can I, can I ask you, you guys were so busy last off-season with trades and manoeuvring yourself in the draft... How deliberate was it to get that early pick to go after Connor, or was it, or was it just to get higher up that draft order? Uh, look, it'd be wrong of me not to say we went after Connor. We did go after Connor, and Jason Cripps and Jeff Parker had made no no secret of the fact that they were really, really keen. Look, they were really keen to get either of the South Australians. Is, is the first point, um, you know? But obviously, we we, we expected that uh, Rankin and, and Lacocious would be gone, so. We knew Connor was going to be there. We knew he's playing football at North Adelaide. Knew he's a significant player at Sample in a grand final. We just wanted him. We we needed to be up as high as we could because you know, to be honest, we had to be in front of Adelaide if we're going to get to South Australian talent. We had to be in front of Adelaide, and we uh, you know the planning was to get as high as we could to get as a South Australian player. Always good to get a little bonus win over the Crows. Can I? What about the other end of the spectrum with Travis Boak? Are you surprised by his early season form? Did you think he had it in him to this level? No, and Kane wouldn't. Kane knows as well as anyone there that how, how hard Trav's prepared, and his body's in physically great shape, and he, he does everything he can to maximise every ounce of his um, his performance. And you know, his last couple of years, I've said this a few times now, because his form in the midfield's been so strong. But his form as a high forward in the role we had him playing, I think he ranked in the top four in the competition in that role by Champion Data. So he wasn't having a terrible performance year. He was just having a different performance year in a different position. So. Um, but his form this year has been, you know, it's been phenomenal. To be fair, he's um, he's, he's absolutely knocking the socks off everything, and uh, you know, he's, uh, I hope he continues. Kenny, in round one, the the big win over the Demons on the MCG, you, you called it at the time, that might be the best win you've been a part of at Port Adelaide. If you forecast this next week against against Collingwood, could that potentially be bigger than that one? <laughs> yeah, sometimes um, you know, and I don't, I don't retract from the comments because round one this year for us was such a significant build-up, and you know, we we had a really, really strong opponent to go up against, travelling away, and you know, we had to come together as a football team for the first time and perform, and we certainly did that really well. You know, and we look forward to this week's game, but you know, last week's game against West Coast, this week's last, last night's game against North Melbourne on the big stage, next week's game is Collingwood. They continually get big. I mean, the, the season will, will change and there'll be different games that'll be built up differently because of positions on the ladder. We just look forward to the opportunity, I think, next Friday to, to take on what, what we perhaps consider one of the best two teams in the competition. No doubt about that. Ken, last week your planning was meticulous and it was a beautiful game plan. It wasn't beautiful by any stretch of the means, but it was a beautiful result for you. You hunted the opposition. Was there an element... Of chance that you could have been the hunted last night. Oh, 
there was no doubt, Dermot. The, as I said, the, we understood what North Melbourne were going to be bringing, and we understood. You know, we respect every team in this competition. When you when you get put under the blower a fair bit, you do you do respond, and, and we knew that was going to be the case. We knew Jack Zebel was going to be a stronger, better player than he was the week before. We just knew that they were going to be much harder work for for any team that they were coming up against last night, and we we were aware of that. So. To be hunted or or to be the target of, of their hunt is, is something that we um, you know we needed to embrace and you know for most part of the night, but probably the last fifteen minutes, we did it pretty well. Absolutely, uh, the centre bounce clues. I mean, you, you controlled the midfield for most of the night, but the centre bounce clues was one slim area they got you on statistically wise. Uh, obviously, Cunnington was incredibly good in there. Yeah, he was, and Golson I thought rocked really well against our two big blokes too. So. You know, I think they had a, um, you know, they worked really hard. Um, Cunnington, Ben Cunnington is such a great clearance player and he's, you know, he's such a yeah. talented person. But, uh, you know, we, we, we tried to beat them and match them there. I think it was, you know, it was pretty reasonably level. But when they got on top, they certainly got on top through that part of the ground. To that end, do you feel in the clearance, in the centre bounce and, and even around the ground, you're better balanced as a team now with... Uh, some of these kids have really jumped up. I think you might have expected one or two of them to play every game to round six, but all four of these first-year players, do you feel you're better balanced around the stoppage now? Yeah, I think so. I think um, Jared Schofield and Scotty Thompson, who are looking after our midfield now, understand that you know, they're working with some younger boys, they're working with some older boys, and also working with some emerging boys with you know Scott, uh, with Powell Pepper and people like that. And Drew's in his third year. He's not a... You know, but he's played, had his first games this year. So there's a bit of freshness about us, you know. And then as Westy comes back around the wing, got Dersmer on another wing at times. You know, you're right. I mean, we feel we feel like we've got a good a, a good number of players, as I said earlier, that can go through there, which gives you good balance and gives you an opportunity to change up when it's not quite working. And it's a different look for the oppo. I know you couldn't give a stuff about what the media thinks, but most of the media wouldn't have had you at four and two. So now that you are at four and two. How big can this season be for Port Adelaide? We don't know, Dan. We uh, we sit back and said at the start of the season, we, we like every side of trying to make finals. We still feel like that's our goal. We, we're trying to make finals. We understand that, you know, with every season there's challenges. You know, we, we've got to four and two without Dixon, without Hartlett, you know, without Jonas last night, you know, and, and we've had some challenges along the way and they'll continue. But so you just don't know how big the challenges are. So for us, we're just going to give an absolute best account of ourselves week in, week out and try to be that really consistent football team and, and I've said this to the boys, we're going to win some, we're going to lose some. We expect that to happen, but we're not going to change from the way we're supposed to play and look when we do go out. Tell us what it's like as a coach. How are you, or what time of the evening were you alerted to the fact that Higgins is at the ground, he's no longer at the ground, he's just jumped in a, 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 an ambulance to go to hospital? And what, what, what does that do to your preparation? Didn't do anything to our prep, but we were, you know, we found out very late. But we also were dealing with the fact that we had Jonas out ourselves. So, yep. you know, we, you know, we'd lost our captain. They'd lost one of their premier midfielders. So it was, a, you know, probably, probably felt like it was a, you know, almost squared off a bit there in that situation. But so for us, we didn't spend any time worrying about it. We were more, um, you know, we we're more concerned about the way we wanted to play. And I'm sure the players, I'm sure some of the co- media coach and other coaches were saying, oh, "I'm glad he's not out there." Yeah. But we're also equally as nervous about why Tommy's not out there. And, um, you know, we've got this really young back line going to be led by Tom Cleary without uh, without our captain down back. So, you know, it made us a little nervous more about the Jonas injury, to be honest. Final one for me. Butters, Drew, Dersma, Rosie, we've mentioned them several times already. Did you think they would play six out of six, all first-year players? Yeah. No, I look, 
I, I love playing for. I love playing young people. I, I've always been that way, and Kane could uh, back me up on that. I've always liked putting in young people. If they train hard, work hard, and they deserve their spot, not just to give them games. And I think that was critically important at the start of the year. So the boys all deserve their games, and you know, whilst they deserve their games, they should get picked. And you know, I, I didn't know whether they were going to play every game, as you said, to this point. I'm hopeful that they're going to play every game from now to the end of the year, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, am I correct in, in assuming too that I've heard that? You don't uh, align yourself with the theory you've got to give the kids a rest at some stage. You'll play them until, until they're not playing well enough to be in the team anymore. Is that mildly correct? No, that's exactly correct. That's, that's <laughs> just the way I believe. I don't, I don't think you need to. Um, now, that's just my own thoughts. It's no one else, and I don't judge anyone else by whatever they do. But from my point of view, I've always thought, why put a player out of the team in good form if they're contributing to the team's success? Or you know, and I think that's really important. But if they're not, there's obviously when they're young people, you can sometimes put them out of the side and not play them at the level low underneath just to give them a rest, physical rest, because sometimes that can influence them. But from my point of view, I think form's their number one thing that I'm going to look at, and if their form's good enough, they'll get picked. With Rosie Kenny, there's I think there's been a temptation in Victoria to shut the gate on the rising star with Sam Walsh, um, even before he played a game, and he's been accumulating stats. Do you hope that the pundits and the judges keep their minds open and make sure they look towards what's happening at, uh, at Port Adelaide? Oh, look, I, I think they will, and I think they should. And, you know, Connor's demonstration in the first six weeks, it, it'd be hard to argue that he's... If Sam's a clear one, but Connor's not a clear two. So it's it, it's pretty simple, I reckon, at the moment. Let them play a full season. Don't put any extra on each, any of the boys and judge them on merit at the end of the season. And whether that's Connor for us or Zach or, um, you know, Willem or, or Xavier Dersma or even Todd Marshall's qualifies for the, for the Rising Star still because he's only played 10 games leading into this year. So... Uh, there's a bit bit in our camp that says we will we'll be amongst it at the end, but let's let all those young blokes. And I've seen so many young blokes. I've seen Clark at Geelong play well. You know, seen Sydney stack last week. It's such a good year for young people coming into the comp. Kenny, you've got a big whiteboard in your office, and there's some magnets on it. Or certainly there was in my time when when you were shuffling those magnets around in January, and you were putting up your best team back then. Was Sam Gray's name on that board in your best 22 in say January? Yeah, he was in the 22. I think that for Sam, the biggest concern for Sam was he uh, had come off a significant ankle injury at the end of back end of last year. Another one of those players that, that lost their ability to, to play at their level because of injury, you know. And uh, he had some surgery, and then he had some late surgery again at the end of last year. So there was some there was some doubt whether Sam would be physically fit enough to get going. He took a little while to get to get rolling, but once he's got his running power back, he's um, you know his last two weeks have been outstanding for us. Um, and that's the level he's capable of. Uh, I hope he can continue for the rest of the year. And just one more. So much spoken about the young players. I hope Tom Cleary's performance this year hasn't been overshadowed by the likes of Boke, who's been enormous, and the young players. But if he's not uh, in the back line of the All-Australian squad right now, I'd be pretty surprised, Kenny. He's an outstanding start. Uh, look, if, if again, you look at the back end of last year when we lost Jones for a couple of games, um, gee, he, was, uh, he led them, and he led them really well. And there's a bloke that... I don't think many people would even know who Tom Cleary is still today, yep. but uh, he, he just gets the job done. He's such a strong player in a contest. He's a physical beast, and then he's such a good runner, as you know, and, and he's also a great kick on both sides of his body, so he's got a good mix for a, you know, for a last-line defender. Kenny, we will see you again on Friday night uh, over in Melbourne against Collingwood. Well done so far. Go on, you boys. Look forward to it.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.